Hello, it's the 7th of August 2019 and this is the first podcast that I have done in maybe two months due to the fact that I've been on holiday for most of July. I had a really good downtime. I went to Spain for a week, uh, went to see my girlfriend's um, family, went to Bristol for a week to catch up with my family and now I'm on a vacation here in Sweden whilst I'm waiting to start a new job. Now, I know that most of my podcasts uh, since I've started this have been about football, but the Women's World Cup is over, and even though the men's season in England is beginning again, I wanted to kind of switch the topics around a little bit, and today I'm talking about homelessness. Now, I worked, many people don't know this, but I worked for the British government for almost 20 years in my life, and during those times I worked for two main departments. The first department was a department called DEFRA, uh, which was the Department of Environment, Fisheries and Rural Affairs, if I recall, and basically my job was working in a team to save endangered species uh, around the world. Now, I didn't go around, you know, laying down things that saved animals. I was pretty much an administrator in an office and but it was a, it was an amazing part of the the government to work for. I got to see some pretty good places uh really, you know, just just making sure that animals that are endangered are saved through, you know, stopping of trade of things like rhino horn and elephant tusks and parts and derivatives of animals was was 15 years well spent. Then I moved to London and I spent 5 years in the government working for something called Supporting People, which was the office of the Deputy Prime Minister. And basically I was working for uh, people that were vulnerable in society, uh, people that had just come out of prison, women that suffered from domestic violence, and also homelessness. Now, this all came about because a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago, um, an old buddy of mine from Yate called Sean Sullivan uh, started uh, with a few others, a, a group called the... I think it's called the Blonde Street Legal Team or the Blonde Street Legal Team, I think. And basically what they do is they go around Bristol in the UK and they collect unwanted clothes from friends and family. They also ask for donations for things like water, food, wet wipes, uh, socks, pants, um, sanitary products for ladies, sleeping bags, tents, the, the kind of a basic amenities that most of us take for granted. And um, Sean and, uh, and his, his friends are doing an amazing job. Um, if you're on Facebook, just check out the Blonde Angel Street Team, they're called. Um, they do a really good job, and it's all voluntary. So most of these people, like Sean and Marcus and, and Kim and all these others, are collecting donations from local people. And they're going around, and they're giving them to the homeless in Bristol. And from I've donated a few things from Sweden. I've donated wet wipes and a couple of socks and, you know, just the basic amenities that, that we, we all take for granted each day. And uh, for what I can see, it's been a real success. And they're doing their bit. But it really kind of made me think about the time that I did spend working for the British government. And to see homelessness in, in its first, you know, we walk past homeless people pretty much every day. But when I worked for the government, we actually went out during the nights. We, we used to work in, in what they call shelter teams. And we used to go around and, you know, I've seen not just homeless people that most people think that homeless people are either drug addicts or alcoholics or, you know, some people that have some kind of issue with, with a substance abuse. But 
you know, this was early 2000s and I remember walking through London and at the time they just opened up the borders to Eastern Europe and there were so many, especially in Victoria Street, so many Bulgarians and Polish that were homeless that were, you know, offered, um, you know, you pay them a certain amount of money in their home country and they would give you a job and a house in, in the UK and when they came here they found that it wasn't happening, it was just a, a fake scam. And these people had no way to get home, they had no money, and they were just taking whatever jobs they could. I worked with many charities when I worked for the government, uh, one especially called Emaus. They were very, very good. And just reading some of the stats that I'm hearing now, that in the last three years in Bristol alone, homelessness has gone up 128%, um, which for me is is incredible. It's It's almost like... You know, when I was a kid, when I was like 16, 17, there was homelessness in Bristol, but it's almost gone up by 400% in the last 20 years, almost 130% in the last two years alone. And whilst these figures are quite disturbing, what is more disturbing is that between 2014 and 2017, 2,700 people that were homeless in the UK and England and Wales actually died. Now, it's it's growing. Uh, homelessness is growing at a an, at an, a really alarming rate. And when you walk past somebody that's homeless, you don't know who they are. And when I worked for the government, that's something that I actually learned was not to judge anyone because it can be that they do have a substance abuse. It can be that they are um, uh, addicted to some to something that has made them that way. But you you, you cannot judge that the money you give them is going to go straight on to a substance. I think that most homeless people that I met when I worked for the government wanted to get off the street as soon as they could. They couldn't really, it was almost like a, a, a like they've lost a bit of dignity and a bit of pride when I spoke to them. And we, we actually went out of our way when we worked for the government to do some voluntary work. And I remember a few Christmases, just before Christmas, maybe the 23rd of December, we would go to these homeless shelters and we would just hand out food or, you know, do the, 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 the kitchen runs, you know, giving out soup and bread and, you know, just having a chat with people. And I think it's just having those moments, those little chats, those little um, times with, with the people that are homeless that actually make their day. You know, you can give them £10, you can give them £5, you can give them £1, you can give them, you know, um, a burger or something. But it's, from what I remember and what I learned, it was actually just having those those chats. Because most people in the streets, they will give you money, but they won't stop to say hello. They might give you something that is uh, food, but they won't stop to say hello. Because I think there's there's a bit of lack of dignity from both sides. The homelessness don't want to be on the streets. And the people that are walking past them don't want to be seen talking to them and that's why I really think that you know groups like the the Blonde Angel Street team that Sean and his, his, his friends are running is is a really good thing it's it's a step in the right direction and there are many many um, organizations that are really helping the homeless uh, that I personally think the government in the UK are still not really taken seriously now I've been out of the UK for nine years so I cannot really say what it's like there anymore every time I go back home of course I'm seeing homeless people um, in Sweden it's a completely different issue there's 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 a completely different scenario here that I'll go into in, a, in another um, in another post but uh, I just wanted to also to give a shout out to a company that started two years ago called Beam 
Uh, Beam is uh, basically helping uh, the homeless um, through funding and work. Now, I support Beam. I donate to them every month. And Beam's been around for two years. And what basically, if you want to go to the website, it's called beam.org. Um, I'll put a link in, in the, the podcast um, summary. But basically, Beam works with charities and organizations that support homeless people. Uh, these organizations really kind of... Um, take people that are homeless and through crowdfunding through donations through people they actually then get them into training and training is just a training for a job now when i say a training it's a skill it could be brickwork it could be it could be plumbing it could be building it could be administrative work you know it's there, there are many many websites out there that support people in third world countries which is amazing but i wanted to really focus on a charity that actually gives something back to the UK uh, and basically it says that in the first 18 months that Beam have been up and running 75% of the people that they've supported have been in temporary housing 25% were safer surfing rough sleeping or were homeless now every person that is uh, a Beam member gets a caseworker um, basically what happens is that Beam will then check to see that this person has the right to work in the UK they get the uh, the member to take uh, two references and they kind of then look at if they have a history of drug or alcohol abuse, they go through 12 weeks of um, uh, abstinence before they can actually become a BEAM member. Now, I supported a BEAM member uh, back in 2018. Uh, I'm actually now looking at supporting another one for 2019. And I donated, I think it was £50 towards their training to become a bricklayer. Now, I got an update a few weeks ago to say that this person has finished the training and they're now looking for a job. So the money that Beam has raised has given this person um, a skill that they never had before. It's given them a purpose and it's a really, really good um, way of making sure that someone that is either homeless or is at risk of being homeless uh, has a chance of a sustainable career, which most people, when we wake up every day, we think we take for granted, you know, or oh, we have to go to work again. But, you know, these people would die to go to work. They really, when I say die, I don't mean in a physical sense, but their their objective is to to have something to look forward to. And I think that's why I'm a big supporter of Beam.org and, uh, again, the Blonde Angel Street Team in London, uh, in Bristol. And I'm sure that there are many groups out there uh, in other countries, in other cities around the world that are doing very, very similar things, taking donations and giving them to the, the, the homelessness within their areas. And I would love to some way to kind of connect these people, to kind of combine the, the efforts that all these people go through. And I'm really just shouting out a podcast. I'm going to blast this out on social media just to see if there's anyone out there that can actually maybe point us to a group where we can all kind of connect and get ideas from each other. Homelessness is a serious issue. No matter where you go, you can choose to avoid it. You can choose to ignore it. You can choose to be... Uh, helpful. It doesn't really matter in my eyes. What really does matter is that the statistics start to be reduced and that for me is something that will come with time. So I'm just going to give a shout out again to the Blonde Angel Street team uh, from Sean Solomon and Yates and Beam.org, B-E-A-M.org. Uh, great website if you're in the UK and you want to look at that as well. And I'm going to be doing some more regular podcasts now that I'm back from vacation or holiday. I must stop saying vacation. I'm not American. And uh, thanks for listening. And I will be podcasting again soon. Thank you and goodbye.